Let's go back in Luke again one more time. You want to? Luke chapter number 15. Let's read again starting in verse number 11. Good to have Chris and Kristen back tonight as the brother was off preaching this morning. Feeling them for Brother Terry as Terry's sick. We thank God for that young man also. But I'm glad for everybody that's here tonight. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said, and he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. He divideth, notice this, unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine, notice where it was, in that land, and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's, notice this, have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants he arose and came to his father but when he was yet a great way off his father saw him had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son said unto him father I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son but the father said to his servants Bring forth the best robe. Put and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat. Wow. And be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now let me read the 25th verse. And his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Father, help me just a little while as I speak to your precious people once again. Father, upon this scripture, God, may you add your blessing. Lord, let the Holy Spirit of God do that which I'm not able. And God, may it glorify you somehow, some way tonight, Father. And we'll bless and praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now let me recap just a little bit of what I already preached to you about. This young man was discontented at the father's house. So he asked daddy for his, his portion of the inheritance. Daddy gave it to him, gave also the other son. Then we see this young man took his journey, went his way, you might say. And his way ended up in a mess. <laughs> now, 
I don't know about you, but Isaiah left there singing and shouting and thinking he was fixing to have a big time. And he probably did for a while. He probably, you say, preacher, what makes you say that? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Bible said there's pleasure in sin for a season. So you know he had a little pleasure for a little while, but you got to pay the piper sooner or later, right? (laughs) Also, I wanted you to notice, he wasted it. Nobody else did. He wasted it. Are you with me? Say amen. Now, I also want you to think about this. He didn't think it'd ever run out. You know one of the reasons he thought it would never run out? It never did at the Father's house. There's always plenty there. It never did run out. So he had it in his mind, and a lot of us have it in our mind when we see folks enjoying the house of God We think we can just take that anywhere. That'll help somebody tonight that's maybe listening by the airwaves. It thinks you don't have to come to church to have the same kind of joy. There's a different joy at the Father's house than there is in the world. A total different outlook at the Father. You can watch it all you want to. And thank God you've got it available to watch when you can't get here. But don't use it for an excuse not to come. Because being in the presence of God at the Father's house is totally different than watching it. And you see this young man, he just wasted everything his father would give him. Then he joined himself. Now wait a minute, why didn't he go back to daddy? That's one of them brother, you're exactly right. And he is ashamed. You know, we're, we're so quick to say, I know, I can do it. But we're so slow in saying, I'm sorry I messed up. You told me better. And I just messed up. We, it's something about the human nature that does not want to say, I'm wrong. I mean, human nature, I, we'll beat around the bush rather than just come out and say, hey, I was wrong. He was wrong. So he'd rather join himself to another country than go back to where he knew peace and joy, safety was. Now, I don't know about you, but I've seen this over the years. I've never done it myself. I was working at Highlanders, and one morning my boss man brought a man in and said, train him up on the machine. I said, okay. We worked just a little while, and I'll just be honest with you, there was no physical labor in what we were doing. There was none. You stood there and watched the machine run. You hit a button and stopped it. You cut a seam, and you hit a button to start it. That was about the extent of that job. And I ran one end, he ran the other end. Had a phone, we talked to each other. And I couldn't get a hold of him. Now, he ain't been there an hour. I stopped the machine, walked to the back of the machine. He's nowhere to be found. The bathroom is just 50 feet or so away from where we work, so I went into the bathroom. Maybe he had to run to the bathroom. Nowhere around. 
I get on the phone, I call my boss, and I said, where's that guy at? He said, what do you mean, where's he at? I said, I can't find him. He had quit. He had already quit. So they sent me another man that knew the job and came down, and we started the job, and we went to lunch. And just a little bit, here come my boss man with that same guy back. He went home, Ron, and his wife beat him to death and said, you get back there to work. He come in, put him right back on the same machine with me. About 30 minutes went by and I missed him again. When I can't talk to the man on the other end, I have to stop the machine. I stopped the machine, opened the doors where to cool off and not burn the cloth up. I walk back there, he's quit again. God is my witness. I call my boss man, I said, he's gone. He said, oh, well. So we went another way. The next morning, they bring the same guy back. And I'm thinking, why waste my time? He don't need a job or he at work. There ain't no work in this job. If he can't do this job, he won't even do a pie-tasting job. But see, he thought he knew more than anybody else. You know why? Brother Hardy had 26 years of college. 26 years. I talked to him. I said, why? Have you left? He said, why, this is beneath me. I've got 26 years of college. I thought to myself, why in God's name are you at Highlanders applying for a job anyway? Why ain't you at some big institute? See, he knew too much to do a trivial job like measure button and cut a seam and lay a roll of cloth over. Too much. He, he was too smart. That's what was wrong with this boy. He was smarter than his father was. And he wasted everything he had. And rather than say, Daddy, I'm sorry I was wrong, he went and joined himself to a country. And the first thing the guy done is, <laughs> I like this point. He put him to the lowest job a Jew could have. Amen. Feeding hogs. Amen. Did anybody ever like slopping hogs? Uh, most of you ain't never slopped hogs. We always had to slop hogs. When you made the butter, you took the blue john and fed it to the hogs. That's what they called it. That's what was left after the butter came out of it. And it was nasty. It was long, way up there. It was cold. A lot of times it was after dark. But somebody had to feed them. Why? Because I sure like bacon. <laughs> I sure like pork chops. And that's the only way we got them. They didn't buy them at the store. They raised them. But this guy knew everything. So he went. Joined himself to another country. Lord, his standards to the very bottom. Listen. <laughs> he had never, ever, ever seen anything that low at the father's house. Because there wasn't no hogs at the father's house. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. You know, isn't it funny that you'll lower your standards before 
you'll say, I was wrong. We'll do that, won't we? And the Bible said he would have fame filled, notice what it said, his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. No man gave unto him. Well, that word vain, I told you, I looked it up, eager, willing, gladly, with pleasure. Does that sound like somebody that this left, you might as well say the king's house? And here he is eager to eat the husk that the hogs left. Y'all ain't got that picture. I might bring a hog over here and some corn. Let you get in there and see how much you want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> he was eager. He wanted to eat that. Why? He is hungry. He is hungry. Now you also notice that he said no man gave to him and he was about to perish. Isn't it funny that sometimes we have to go slap to the bottom before we ever start to look up. <laughs> it come to himself, he said, wait a minute. I smell like a hog. I'm out here wallering in the field with hogs. Hogs are eating better than I am. And he come to himself at the father's house. The servants is eating better than he is. The servants have something to spare. And I'm out here starving to death. But you got to remember what I preached to us this morning. He chose to go to that far country. He made the decision to join himself to a man of another country. He made the decision and he took the responsibility to lower his standards to go feed hogs. Mm. But he's confessed now. He's confessed to himself, first of all. You know, that's probably, and somebody in here tonight and by the airway has to deal with this, I know. Because that's probably one of the most asked questions of a pastor. I can't seem to forgive myself. I struggle with that. I've heard that so many times being a pastor. Do you not understand this boy finally had the struggle come to an end and he said, I have sinned. I've sinned against heaven. Heaven had standards that a Christian ought to live by. He said, I've sinned against the standards of my father and my upbringing, my raising. I've sinned against it by being down here in the hog pen. And then he said, Father, in your sight. Do you know what that's referring to? Let me just give it to you right quickly. When he said, in your sight, stay with me. He said, I've done it openly. I didn't try to hide it. You, have you ever been so arrogant that you just boasted in yourself? <laughs> I'm going to bust some of his bubbles, but you need it busted. You ought to have seen what I done last night. Uh, I, I, Ron, I was trying to remember that. You may, I know you met him. 
I wished I could remember him. He's about yay tall, and he's about that wide at the shoulders. Worked on the TNS gang. Stouter than a bull, son. Handsome young man. Had no teeth in his head whatsoever. He had every one of them knocked out in a bar. They said every town we go into, said he looks for the meanest bar and he walks in and looks for the biggest man and walks up and just hits him so he can have a fight. And that's we like to brag on that, don't we, men? Here we are with our teeth knocked out. We've got black eyes. Our arms are hurting. Our legs are hurting where they beat us to death. Well, you ought to been there. I'm going back next week. No, ain't none of you's ever done nothing like that. I'm just talking about me again. This young man was down in the hog pen. He finally went to the very bottom of a Jewish lifestyle, and he's admitting, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight, Father, I did it openly, willingly, I'm confessing that, that it was nothing you had anything to do with. It was all about me. Now, we always tried to sin behind Daddy's back. We didn't want Daddy to see us. No, 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 no. I know your Daddy, too. You didn't want to go out there and do nothing stupid in front of your Daddy. My Daddy, either. Uh-uh. You better hide it if you was going to mess up and... And do stupid stuff. My daddy wasn't embarrassed to whoop you with a set of check lines or a hole handle or a go devil handle or an axe handle or a hammer handle. Yeah, my daddy's whipped me with a hammer handle before. He could flip that thing so fast and catch that head and whack you before you could bat an eye. I told you. See, he's admitting he didn't do it secretly. He done it openly, brazenly. Do you know how many people walk in God's house openly and brazenly and dare God to bless them? Dare God. God, I, I know more than you. This is the way the service ought to go. And if it don't go this way, I'm going to take my little red wagon and go home. And we do it openly. We leave church and we say, they sang too many songs. They took up too many offerings. Preacher preached too loud, too long, too short. It was too hot, too cold. I mentioned all of that. Amen. You say, Preacher, why are you preaching the same message again? I ain't. I'm just rehearsing and reversing back to what I've already preached to you because it said, He who hath an ear, let him hear. Amen. Some of us don't have ears. You think, this father hadn't done told this boy about all that he's going through already. You get out of here, son, you'll be in a mess. You get out in that world, you'll be in a mess. <laughs> Are you with me? When he come home, the father was looking for his son because he saw him afar off. The father was prepared for the return of the son. Aren't you glad? And Preacher Ken prayed to help me with this. I was telling him at that day about somebody that had come back to church that hadn't been there in quite a while, and he said, did you receive them with open arms? I said, sure I did. He said, most churches don't. 
He said, if they hadn't seen them in six months or a year, they'd just shut them off to the side. I said, well, no, I was glad to see my brother come back. Amen. It's like I'm glad to see Kenny. Not that he's been out in the world, but he's just been off in Kentucky. He got too much money and he had to go somewhere and spend it or something. I don't know. But aren't we as Christians sometimes so short to turn our backs on each other? When I got saved in 1987, the Duggars out of Tennessee over, how many's ever heard the Duggars sing? They sung a song, Only Christians Kill the Wounded. Only Christians. And that stuck with me ever since 1987. And I thought, why would you sing a song until I was a Christian a little while and then I realized Christians kill the wounded. They're hurt, they're hurting, and they're out in the world. This boy come home, he knew he'd sinned. He confessed it to his father. He confessed where he ever got there. He confessed openly to the father, and the father loved him. Now, I preached to you this morning about going into a far country. Get your Bible handy. We're going to look some scripture. Go back in Genesis chapter number 18. I'm trying to hurry tonight. I ain't going to get it all preached tonight, no how. Genesis chapter 18. Are you there? Say amen. Verse 25. That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all earth do right? And the Lord said, notice it, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. We know the story, right? Forty, forty-five, thirty, thirty-five. Is there any righteous? See, he was saying, if I can find some righteousness, I will not destroy this place. How many righteous did he find? He didn't find enough. He destroyed the place. He destroyed that place. But see, this writer was saying, God, if I can find 50, if I can find 45, if I can find 40, can I find 35? Maybe, Lord, can I find 10? Why are you reading this scripture? Well, you see that it said, far from thee, Lord. He's begging for their life. I read the, the scripture to you about the elder brother. He stayed at home. He had all the pleasures of home, all the safeties of home. He was working. He was doing what should be done. But when he heard them making merry, something flipped inside of him, didn't it? What are they doing having a party and I ain't there? They didn't kill no calf for me while I've been out here working like a dog. Here we see a man interceding. There we see a brother that was just the opposite. Exodus chapter number 8. We got a few scriptures, so stay with me. Keep your Bible handy. Exodus chapter 8, verse number 28. 
And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Notice this now. Only you shall not go very far away and treat for me. How many's read that scripture? You know the story. Pharaoh was still trying to hold on. Say with me. Trying to hold on like he had the power. Okay, you can go worship your God, just don't go too far. What is he saying? I, if I need to come get you, I can send my army after you. Then, then he does a slight cunning trick of the devil. Entreat for me. Remember the wise man that came seeking the Lord? What did he say? He said, go find out where the Lord lays. I'm paraphrasing. And when you find him, come back and bring me word so I can go worship him too. No, he wasn't. He wanted to kill him. That's what Pharaoh said. You just go worship your God, but I'm not really going to turn you completely loose. That boy down in the hog pen confessed his sins, but he was still in a mess. Do you understand confessing our sins is not erasing them. We still have to suffer some of the consequences for our sins. It erases it in God's book. But even though I confess, the things that I've done in this body still hurt. You get in the picture? I wonder how long it took him to get the hog stench off of him. You ever wallowed with a bunch of hogs? I've said that a dozen times during these messages. I told you I burned a $50 rope. I couldn't get the smell out of it. Head and healing rope. I roped that hog. And they told me, don't rope that hog. That'll run your rope. I said, surely not. This is a nylon rope, man. You can wash it. It won't stink. I washed it, sunned it, bleached it, done everything I know to do it. And every time I picked it up to swing it, I smelled a hog. I finally just burned it. What are you saying? I'm saying it's hard to get rid of sin stench. Really, it is hard to get rid of the stench. And by the way, everybody knows you sin. We'll tell everybody else. You ought to seen what he done back then. They don't ever tell, oh, he's got saved and preaching. And he's got saved and winning souls. He's got saved and singing. He's working. They don't ever say that. They always want to tell what you've done back when you wasn't saved. Right? Can't you see that brother coming? God, I'm going to get into the next message if I'm careful. And he realizes it's his brother and he's blowed up like a toad frog. That rascal ain't struck a lick since he left here. And you're going to make a party for him? You didn't make no party for me, Daddy. <laughs> here comes that syndrome, man. Poor, pitiful me. Anybody ever have that syndrome? About every other week. <laughs> right? Poor, pitiful me. I see you petting him already. Poor, pitiful me. We have that syndrome, don't we? I've been here worshiping, I've been here working, I've been doing everything, Daddy, and you want to have a good service when I'm not here? How many's ever said that? How many's ever noticed that when you wasn't there, they had a good service? <laughs> I always took that wrong, Ron. 
I always said, Lord, was it me the hindrance the whole time? <laughs> Lord, is it me hindering? No, the Lord just showed up and people had a mind to worship. You know, that's the biggest thing. When you come in with a mind to worship, it doesn't matter if it's 15 or 50,000. Amen. You can worship. You can praise the Lord. Turn with me in the book of Matthew. I'm trying to hurry. I really am. I know you don't believe it. Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 1. Then came Jesus, notice this. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees which were of Jerusalem saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. God, I wish I had an hour to preach right there. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your traditions? Mm. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or to his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be. Notice it prompted by me. And honor not his father or his mother. He shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your traditions. Are you with me? Say amen. He said, ye hypocrites. Well did Esau prophesy of you, saying, The people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Brother Jeff Boone was one of the first visiting preachers to preach at this church when I started pastoring here. And he preached in the little church a message on tradition. I've never forgot it in all these years. You know, we get in the attitude that we come into the house of God and we're supposed to have prayer requests. We're supposed to go to the choir. We're supposed to have prayer. We're supposed to take up an offering. And then we have two or three songs and then we have the message and we go our little merry way. That's tradition, isn't it? But is it godly? Not necessarily. Not unless, could you leave any of that out and still have a service? Sure. How many times we had services and I forgot to even take up an offering? Why? Because it's too good to stop. Oh, right in the middle of it, somebody jump up and say, Wait, 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 preacher, you ain't took up an offering yet. We can't worship. You ever do that? I might hit you. Because you're going to kill the spirit deader than a doornail, right? And that brother come trying to kill the spirit. The father said, my son was dead and he's alive now. He was lost, now he's found. But see, that brother didn't say my brother was dead. My brother was lost and I've got him back. Didn't say none of that. He'd rather have been in a far country. Are we that way, church? 
You know it's sad, isn't it? But it's true. Are you with me? Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 20. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. For that time forth, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Now listen. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Wait a minute. Rebuking the Lord? Okay. Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Now listen. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he gain, shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Hello? Them people that say you can get saved and don't do anything, that ain't what this said. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. Are you with me? Say amen. Matthew 25. Matthew chapter number 25 and verse number 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man, according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. And behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. 
Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast, notice this, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reaped where I sowed not, gathered where I had not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to you, notice this, exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it to him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But for him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Preacher, why did you read that particular scripture? Well, I wanted you to see something in this scripture. Those guys tried and they doubled what God gave them. The one was afraid and he dug a hole and buried it. And because he didn't do anything with it, God took it from him and gave to the one that had doubled it. Now you say, preacher, what's that got to do with the story you just read? Listen to me now. That old boy did take his father's substance and wasted it. Are you with me? He didn't bury it. One of the greatest lessons you'll ever learn in your life is when you have messed up and you realize. You can't buy that kind of education. You can't read that in a book. You have to live through those things. What did that guy do? Instead of waiting until the Lord come to him, he went to his father, right? And he said, I've sinned. If that boy had just buried that talent, and before he came back, dug it up, run to his Lord and said, Lord, I'm sorry I dug a hole and buried it. He repented. It had been okay. But he waited, you might say, to the very end. And the Lord had to call and said, what would you do with what I gave you? Church, this is where most of us is, and I'm trying to finish now. We've wasted what God gave us. We've wasted some of our years. We've wasted a lot of our talents. Beardy said it tonight as he come up there. He said, boy, I wish I'd have brought my harmonica so I could have played with them boys. He come to church half cocked. Right? How many come to church and don't even bring a Bible anymore? How many come to church and ain't read no scripture all week? Hadn't prayed. Hadn't interceded. Hadn't done anything. Just wasted it. You say, preacher, I don't have time. Then you're too busy. You need to take time to read the word of God. You need to take time to pray. You take time to eat, don't you? You take time to take a bath, don't you? 
then you ought to make time for what's important to you. That boy come back and repented to his daddy, and his daddy didn't kill him. His daddy didn't bury him. His daddy loved him and received him back. Don't bury your talents. Whatever God's given you, don't bury it. Use it till you wear it slap out. Hello? (laughs) Use it till it's wore out. Then God will take you home and give you a whole brand new body. Hello? Why? Because your works proved that you were saved. That old boy was in a far country. He was in a mess. But he had sense enough to repent. Do you have sense enough tonight to repent? Probably not. (laughs) We keep putting it off too. Say amen. All right. The last scripture tonight will be in Ephesians chapter number 2. And I'll be done. Ephesians chapter number 2 verse number 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made, notice it, both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enemy, even the law of commandments contained in our ordinance, for to make in himself of twain, one new man, so making, making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the empty thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore are, notice this, no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for habitation of God through the Spirit. The Word of God said, If a house be divided, it will fall. Me and Brother Hired over there have never had a harsh word in our life. Even when I was lost, he didn't tell me I was lost. He just told me about the love of God. He kept telling me that even after I was saved. But isn't it funny that this boy comes back home and his brother never really acknowledged nothing but gets in a pity party. I've worked, Daddy. I've been here. You never killed no cat for me, Daddy. You... <laughs> Big Kenny, 
When your daddy had a calf out there fattening it up, you knew you was going to get some of that. When that hog was out there in that pen getting fat, I knew I was going to get some of that. I mean, I didn't have to ask. I knew it. When they killed that hog, I was going to get some of that hog. I don't care if it was the snout or the tutor. I got part of that hog. Hello? They used it. South meat. Mm. You're right. Liver mush. Hog jaws. Mm. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Not, not. Oh, he's down on the feet now. Not to mention them pork skins, that big where Grandma put it in that baking pan, slid it in that wood cook stove, and, and puffed it. I'm talking about that big one meat skin. Salt that thing and say, go play, boy. No, they's getting the lard out of it. It's what they've done to render the lard out of it. And we got the benefits. <laughs> I like them benefits. How many has ever eat fried chicken fried in pure hog lard? That's got a total different flavor than anything you can cook it in. Tot- not Crisco. Mm-mm. I'm talking about hog lard. Put that in there and get it sizzling a little. Drop that chicken down in there. That rooster will crow twice. Yes, it will. But think about it. Think about it. That boy never saw none of that. He didn't see the joy of his brother coming back. The daddy did. The father did. Sometimes we get puffed up on God and we're in a far country and we ain't left the house. Have you ever noticed somebody that can get totally out of the will of God sitting on a pew? Puff up. Sit there just as stubborn, oh, honorary, contrary spirit. How you doing today? What? It ain't no good day. What are you talking about? I've had a bad day. I've had a bad week. Don't talk to me. Excuse me. I won't never do it again. Right? You slide over side of them because you love them. They'll snap your head off. Yeah. You ain't even said nothing. You just got over next to them. What's good about it? Why could the brother not see the good? Let me leave you with this thought and we'll go home. He didn't want to. The father looked afar off because he wanted to. That boy's down the far country. Now listen, there's no doubt in my mind that some nights that daddy thought his son was dead. Never mentioned one letter ever coming back to the father. Said, Daddy, I'm okay. Not one time did it mention that. You know that daddy had some sleepless nights worrying about that son. Do you think your heavenly father don't care where you're at tonight? Let us stand together. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Altar is open for you that need to come. Get out of that far country. Get out of that old haughty spirit. Come to the Lord tonight and let God bless you because...
Somebody was dead and now they're alive. Somebody was lost and now they are found. Would you come and pray tonight if God moves your heart? Father, I thank you for the privilege here tonight to come and preach the word of God once again. God, I know it's not a shouter. I know it's not a runner. But God, it's a message that we need to hear. Father, don't let us be the prodigal son that stayed home. God, surely don't let us be the one that left and went into a far country, got down in the hog pen. But God, help us all right here tonight to realize we are blessed to be able to come to the Father's house, set in the privilege of the Holy Spirit, and be blessed because He is a lover of us. He loves us. He cares for us. God, He gives unto us that, that which we don't even deserve. But, Father, we are blessed. We're so blessed. We are so blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.